This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Danny Parkinson, former Illinois State basketball coach Dan Muller with you for the next two hours on, on the NCAA Tournament Selection Show. And it is going to be... Uh, our version of Radio Madness here. We're going to have a ton of coaches and players and analysts, people who just found out the bracket just like we did, and uh, it's going to be exciting if you're just tuning in. The Illini are heading to Pittsburgh. Loyola is heading to Pittsburgh. Loyola as a 10 seed against the 7 seeded Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, they get the winner of the 215 game, Villanova and Delaware. Illinois, the 4 seed against 13 seed Chattanooga uh, in the 413 matchup. Again, that game on Friday in Pittsburgh. Uh, when we have our next guest on the line, our first guest, it's John Becker, the Vermont head coach, Dan Muller. This is his fourth trip to the NCAA tournament in 11 years. He gets the Arkansas Razorbacks. His team is about a six-and-a-half-point underdog in the game. But I would imagine got to be pretty happy with the geographic draw here. He gets Arkansas to go to Buffalo. So Vermont only having to go to Buffalo as a 13 seed, that's got to be a pretty pretty good feel. For, I mean, obviously you're always going to be a tough matchup when you come from a conference like that as an auto bid, but going to play uh, that close to your backyard's got to feel pretty good. Would that be a big advantage for Vermont in your mind, Dan? Yeah, you know, I think that Vermont's team is their biggest advantage, Danny, to be honest. They're really good. I mean, I'm just telling you, they're really good. Um, being close can help. Only if your fans are supported. The, 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 the tournament provides charter flights, so the travel's not that big of a deal. Oh, if it's a Thursday or a Friday game, so the travel may be no issues. But if your fan support can be there, and I will tell you this, when you're the, when you're the lower seed, usually if it's a close game, the opponents, the, the fans for the next game watching start cheering for the lower seed also. So you can get that fan support and confidence. But Vermont's really good. That's what they'll get the most confidence from. As people start thinking about trends to uh, fill out their bracket, everyone knows about the 12-5 upset uh, that happens. 13 seeds are kind of making a run. They, they are 5-7 and seven in the last three tournaments. So there wow. has not been much win-loss differential for 13 seeds over four seeds. A four seed has lost in the first round nine of the last – 13 years so if you want to just like pull up your bracket and look to those 13 four lines we already talked a little bit about the uh the providence situation 
um, with them only being a two and a half point favorite um, over uh, why why am I blanking on that? Um, but so the four thirteens are Wisconsin Colgate, Illinois Chattanooga, Arkansas Vermont, and um, UCLA and Akron. So I don't know if there's a thirteen that that you like to to come through there, but pretty pretty uh, pretty incredible history. It's like almost like it's the new twelve five, the thirteen over the well, four. Well, we 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 talked about parity, and we talked about um, this year not being a dominant team. But we also talked about how the transfers and getting old, and so you have these quote-unquote mid-major teams when you have experience. Uh, there's a reason why 10 years ago no 13s would beat four seeds uh, because of transfers, because kids will go anywhere. So I, there will most likely there will be more upsets in those seeds. Uh, again, I love Vermont. South Dakota State will certainly be a hot pick in that four in that 413 seed. UCLA, I'd be surprised off they're really good they've got great experience Akron's a, a very good team but but I would be surprised on that one and again I would be surprised on the Illinois because of their physicality because it you don't know what it's like to play against Coffee Coburn until you play against them and, and that, that's just impossible to prepare for so I think that makes it that's a huge difference I saw a stat going around on Twitter just to build on your point about uh, Coburn against Chattanooga Chattanooga is apparently like 330th in the country in two-point field goal percentage defense. <laughs> so I would imagine, <laughs> I, I would imagine we could be getting a uh, like a 20 and 20 game or something like that from Coburn, right? Like again, I I can't speak uh, very intelligently about Chattanooga's front court, but if they're that terrible at two-point field goal percentage defense, and he's one of the biggest, baddest men in the entire country. I'd imagine this is uh, this is a game where Coburn's going to eat a little bit. Well, I'm looking at it right now. They do have decent size, but they are the two in Ken Palm as far as two point defensive field goal percentage. And so we played against. You remember Taco Falls, of course. Yeah, of course. UCF. He's in the NBA now. We played against him twice at Illinois State. And when you prepare for a guy like that, it's almost impossible simulate it and so just again Kofi is so big and being prepared for that again a team who is not very good as far as two-point defense field goal percentage I just but I love Illinois toughness you know Brad Underwood's done such an amazing job with that program their toughness along with Coburn their older guards um, every game is difficult in that tournament trust me but I, I really like Illinois in that game yeah, it's the type of thing where uh, they, you know, some of the, some of those teams, right? Like I, I think about like a guy like uh, Edie on uh, Zach Edie yeah. on, on Purdue. What's Yale like? What do you even do? Like, do you like yes. like what, what what does Yale do in practice? Do they have guys play with tennis rackets? Like, like to, so to, we, to yeah. I've I've seen coaches do that before. Yeah, so we, we call them bats. We don't they're not actual bats. Uh, you know, most programs have these foam. Uh, you either stick them as a bat, and you use them a lot in practice to contest shots as a coach or to kind of hit a guy as he's driving with a pad. And so we had a seven-footer on our team who we who held bats, as we call They're not bats again. They're, they're foam pads. So now he's, he's that. So they'll have somebody with – and now Kofi's different because 
and big, but his physicality is the part. So it's not like you can put a weight vest on a guy and make him simulate a 300 pounder and the length. Um, I I think you just be, you you get overly physical in practice. Um, You send the house at him to to protect the paint and you hope and pray, but you you prepare yourself. I'll tell you what the best practice preparation for, for a guy like Kofi or Edie is the first 10 minutes of the game. And hopefully you can settle in and understand what it's like. You'll get a couple shots blocked. You'll give a couple buckets up. But truly, after that first eight to ten minutes, if you can settle in, then hopefully. You- how, how much of design do you do? Because like what I, I was thinking about it again with a guy like Edie, who you know, he's seven four, um, yes. right? But he's not that quick. Like he he he's not that mobile. And in the game against Iowa today, you know, their, their power forward just was, was clearly stronger than him. And, you know, he would just shoulder into his chest, stagger him up, and then go up. And he got a couple of and ones that way. Do you coach to foul trouble? Like, do you coach and say, we're going to run this action at this guy, and maybe we, we probably won't get a shot off because the guy's eight inches taller than our dude, but – we got a good shot at like maybe our like Yale's best bet might be foul trouble, you know, and then that changes the game and neutralizes it a little bit. Yeah, so there's two there's two ways you go about that, Danny. The, the first way is we just don't have the personnel to attack that and try to get him in foul trouble, so we're not even going to try. Okay. The, sec- the sec the second way there's three ways. Iowa, we do have the personnel to do it, so we're gonna do it and hope it works. And if it doesn't, we'll go away from it. Or again, we don't have the personnel, but we're going to try two or three times. And if it doesn't work and we don't score, we're not going to keep being in. But in general, you play your game. I, I will tell you this. So Purdue and Illinois in some ways, Purdue's a team who has struggled a little bit. I didn't say struggle. They lost some close games down the stretch. But when you play in that tournament and you're playing against teams that don't know your personnel, don't know your sets, don't know your style, you have this unique advantage with the Kofi Coburn or Zach Eady or Purdue with the double-headed monster, Travion Williams and Zach Eady, teams like that, you get in a, a, a you get in the tournament, you play teams from other conferences, uh, sometimes you just play a lot better right away. Because, again, you play in the Big Ten, everybody knows how to guard, they know talked about a Kofi Coburn it's not easy but you know your philosophy your players aren't surprised by how big they are and plus your sets how do we get the ball in the post when you play in bigs you have to throw the ball to bigs yeah he sure is we lost Dan Muller's microphone again this is a uh, fun recurring theme uh, three weeks ago may work again and so you you're excited about playing new teams. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's the beauty of NCAA tournament basketball. Like, you just you, – you get teams that, that you never do, and it's a it's a styles make fights type of thing. Like, I've been looking at it for – waiting for uh, the over-under to post, but, like, San Diego State, Creighton, right? Those are teams that aren't going to play each other. But stylistically, like, I could see that game being a rock fight. And, and and you know what I mean, and so like so those are two teams that you're not going to see, but it's like that is that is like the definition of an NCAA tournament matchup. But uh, I could very easily I could see that. What do you think? I mean, first to 
50, 60. You know, like so, so, so sometimes you do get two teams from like completely divergent places, but they match up and you're like, oh, my God, it's like the Spider-Man meme. Like you're looking back in the mirror at each other. Especially when it's defense. You know, you, t- you get two teams from two conferences that are both really physical, both defensive teams, and it can be a rock fight. You know, we, we talked about how uh, South Dakota State can really score the ball, and that's a different – now you got style matchups. But really good defensive teams. So that, that a lot of times you get the term, it's all about matchups. You've heard that, right, Danny? It's all about matchups. Yeah. Okay. That's more true for offensive teams than defensive teams. Okay. Defense usually travels, carries. You can guard multiple accidents, different types of offensive is a lot better than your offense playing against different different types of defenses. So offensive team, the matchups don't matter quite as much. But when you're an offensive team, they do. But when you play two teams, as you said, who are both defensive teams, it doesn't matter if you know each other or not. That is going to be a rock fight. Yeah, those and those games, like college basketball. I'll be honest with you, like it, it can be tough to love uh, because sometimes like the shot making is so so bad, and there's a lot of stoppages, and it can it can like if you are an NBA fan and a college basketball fan, sometimes it feels like you're watching completely different sports but in the tournament there's something charming about a rock fight because there's so much on the line like with every game like what do I enjoy watching a team like South Dakota State you know like a team that scores 88 a game of course or a team with you know NBA talent like uh, Jabari Smith or Jaden Ivey who we've talked about of course but Creighton San Diego State rock fight defensive matchup dudes are gonna be fouling out like the entire game like when you put the stakes of the NCAA tournament onto it, I feel like there's actually a little bit of beauty in that game. Because, like, one team hits back-to-back three-pointers and it's, like, a six-point lead. You're like, oh, my God, this team's up 16. Like, it, like it feels like it's kind of insurmountable in games like that. Well, another reason why those are so much fun to watch is because you've got four to eight games at the same time. So you just flip to the other game. And then with four minutes left, you flip back to that game, and it's exciting. It doesn't matter if it's 40 to 40. Right. That, that last four minutes that's close is exciting. And you've watched all these other games all day. Um, now, you get to the Elite Eight, you want really good flow. You don't want those 45 to 45 games in those rounds. But early, it's all about drama, close games, huge plays, uh, the, the the joy of victory and the, the crushing feeling of defeat. And it really doesn't matter about styles. It matters about how close is the game. And we have some huge breaking news that we do not need to get into a ton because this is an NCAA tournament show. But um, I don't know how big of a football fan you are. Are you a football huge. fan at all? You are? Huge. Huge Bears fan. Okay, well – Tom Brady just announced that uh, that whole retirement thing was fake. Not fake, but he was retired for two months, and he's over it. Um, These past two months, I've realized my place is still on the field and not in the stands. (laughs) That time will come, but it's not now. I love my teammates, and I love my supportive family. They make it all possible. I'm coming back for my 23rd season in Tampa. Unfinished business. LFG. Let's effing go tom brady really? is back for the tampa bay Buccaneers. didn't i didn't i just hear the bucks just signed 
I can't. The Bucks just signed, and then and then your mic dropped again, dude. I don't, I don't, I don't know who you're referring to. I apologize. Um, they did not make an offer on Deshaun Watson, obviously. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, so that's they, crazy. Crazy. Hey, hey Tom, it's crazy. Tom Brady. I don't care who you are, and I'm a huge Bears fan. And there have been many times I hate Tom Brady just because he's so good, but not because he's killed the Bears. Because the Bears haven't been good. Good, but you got You got to love that dude. He's amazing. He's amazing. He's amazing. It doesn't even make any sense. But, like, I – he was first in the NFL in yards and first in the and NFL t- t- in t- touchdowns. T- they were the two seed, and he finished second to MVP, and he retired. The moment that happened, I called BS on it. I was like, no. Like, I, I, like you're a competition-aholic who's, like, neglected your family for this long. You are at the top of your game still – like th- this, I thought I didn't know it would happen this quickly, but I like I thought maybe he would do like a Roger Clemens thing and come back like a few games into the season or something. But uh, Tom Brady, he's back. How about that? How much? How much of Tom Brady do you think watches the Rams win it? Okay, obviously they had the Rams beat, uh, except the long pass to tie it up. Yep. And he looks at that, and he lost what his two best receivers down the. St- obviously Brown freaked out and. Yeah, the, the and, yeah, he, and Godwin, right. I mean, and, and he's, he's, he sees what happens to Green Bay. The The NFC is wide open. Like, all the talent yeah. really is, is in the AFC, wow. at least at the quarterback position. So he sees hey. a, a wide open conference, and he goes out uh, and gets it. But we'll get back to the bracket. We'll get back to all this. But uh, that is just too big a news not to pass along. And, of course, we'll have all your reaction tomorrow. Uh, during uh, the daytime shows on The Score, starting with Mullion Haw at 5 a.m. But uh, coming up next, Jimmy Patsos, Odyssey Sports College Basketball Insider. He's Dan Muller. I'm Danny Parkins. The bracket is out. It is March. This is The Selection Show right here on The Score. Welcome back. It's the NCAA Tournament Show right here on 670 The Score. I'm, of course, Danny Parkins, joined by Dan Muller, the former coach at Illinois State, the 2017 Missouri Valley Coach of the Year. And joining us now on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book, Odyssey uh, NBA insider Jimmy Patsos. Insider calls presented by BetQL. Get access to data and insights the sports books don't want you to see. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or b- visit BetQL.com today. Jimmy, thank you so much for the time on Selection Sunday. How you doing? I'm great. I just left uh, Richmond, pulled off the upset and beat Davidson. And uh, for those smaller, you know, one-bid leagues that can turn into two bids, Coach Dan Muller, how are you, brother? I remember watching you play in the NCAA. That's how old I am. Then coached Jimmy. against you. Yeah. But I remember Jimmy, watching you play you. in the NCAA. And, uh, Dan, whether, whether you're a Glencoe, New Trier, going to Chuck Wagon, Green Bay Cafe for breakfast, I don't care what you do. When you get to play in the NCAA, it's a special, special thing as a player. When you have to win your tournament and it's a one-bid league, like Richmond did today, like Yale did today, I saw Delaware do it. You know, these are these are conference tournaments that are in the D.C. area. Those one-bid leagues are a little extra special when you got to win all those pressure games to go to the NCAA. So hats off and happy for all the young men that get to enjoy this journey. Jimmy, good to see you. Good, to, well, good to hear from you. Uh, of course, remember those days. I don't remember playing when you coached against me, but 
Uh, so you were there today. The, the, as you said, the pressure of that tournament to know to get to the big dance, such a special feeling. Now, what are your what are your thoughts on Richmond there? Richmond, I saw them. I did the radio for the Maryland Terrapins. I'm like a fill-in guy, so someone got COVID. I went down in Mississippi State in Louisville and Maryland. Were there. Richmond could have won the tournament. They took Maryland to the wire and went to the overtime in Mississippi State. What they have is they have six seniors. I think five of them are five-year seniors. Like in the days of transfers and one-and-dones and, you know, guys moving all over, he kept his team. Interestingly enough, Randy Bennett at St. Mary's is a friend of mine. I really like them. He retained 12 of his 13 players, Dan. Davidson retained all their players who I saw today. So, like, three-quarters of NCAA tournament teams are new guys or one-and-dones or add-ons or transfers. Yet there's this group. I'm starting to believe that retaining your players may be just as important. Richmond plays a modified up-tempo Princeton style. Chris Moody played for Pete Carrillo in Princeton, played the tournament. He got at Richmond there in 2011. But they just gutted it out. They were down 20 to Dayton at halftime yesterday and came back. They were down five with two minutes to go today. So they got a little bit of a Cinderella run, but that's a very proud program, and it was really exciting today to watch them win it. Well, their reward is they draw the Big Ten tournament champion Iowa Hawkeyes, and they're a nine-and-a-half-point underdog against Iowa in the line that just posted. Do you believe Richmond to be a live dog as a 12 seed? Yes, I do. I think they can run and score. Their, they run their offense, and like I said, it's a modified Princeton. They'll score. Love Fran McCaffrey. Love what they did. The Big Ten is so intriguing. I hope all the young players out there are listening. Johnny Davis, Ivy, Murray. I hope that our friend at Michigan State, I love Max Christie, stays. Staying for your sophomore year has really benefited all these guys in the Big Ten. Keegan Murray is like a lottery pick now because he stayed. Iowa can score. I happened to be at their game in Maryland when they put up 110. I was also at that game at Rutgers when they lost 48-46 on a weird call. So I'll tell you this, if, if Richmond can get the lead and dictate pace, Iowa doesn't like that. We all know Iowa's playing well. I will tell you this, when I was at Maryland in 2002, we went to the national championship. We lost in the semis, and it was the best thing that happened to us. Those winning that conference tournament, that is a lot of emotion. That is a lot of energy. You don't know how you can get that back. It's a lot of physical toll on you. I like Richmond getting that many points. I just think Iowa... If they get past that game, they can make a run. And he's a great offensive coach. But they don't like it when things slow down and don't go their way. And Richmond is a very good, experienced team that's going to try to dictate pace. Well, I, I, I agree with that. You know, I would throw that zone out there. Um, so so have, you, have you had a chance to look at the brackets, Jimmy, or have you been traveling? No, no, I have. I'm actually going to do okay. a March Madness show. I, I actually, it's, it's interesting. I do some Wizards stuff, too. I do about 25 Wizards games, the pre- and post-game. Okay. I've, I've called color commentary. We have the Warriors. We had, last night, the Trailblazers, who look like a college team. They have, like, five guys <laughs> out of six that are undrafted. It's unbelievable. Check out their roster, right? It's just incredible. Well, so that brings you into all this stuff. Well, one kid played at Oregon State. I remember him. One kid played at Oregon. One was a six-man in Arizona. So, like, that's why this time of year is so great, because even the pros are really interested. But, no, I went to the game. I watched the selection show. I've got my bracket. I am heading to Chicago because, I'll full disclosure, I work for Under Armour. I will be at Wisconsin, Colgate, Yale's games. I'm going Thursday to see Colorado State and Indianapolis. 
Last year was great for me because I could go to all those games in one city. Not good for the fans. Glad COVID's over. But from a business perspective, it was interesting to watch all those games. But I got a little lucky because the Milwaukee, Indianapolis, what a bracket. You got Kentucky, who I love. I love Kentucky. You know, I just, they've been under the radar. They beat Kansas. You know, they had a little slip up at Notre Dame, which probably got Notre Dame in the tournament. Happy for Mike Bray. But Indianapolis, Milwaukee, I don't think there's a better setup for the two days because it's Thursday, Saturday, Friday, Sunday. Go in between and check out a lot of games. So that's where I'm headed next, Dan. Well, let's talk about these 5-12s, all right? The, the good old 5-12, Connecticut, sure. New Mexico State, Houston, UAB. We got uh, a we talked about. And then uh, on the other side, we're waiting for one of the teams, but St. Mary's the team. So two of the older teams. Anything you see in those 5-12 matchups? That's a great one. I think New Mexico State can really score. UConn, I saw UConn in the Bahamas. They beat, Alabama, they beat Auburn in overtime. I was down at the Atlantis tournament. New Mexico State can really score. They're a powerhouse team, and they ran their table. They're really good. They're, not, they're really good. They're kind of hidden down there, and people don't know how good they are. That's an interesting one. I don't think UAB can get by Houston, but that's Andy Kennedy who got Cincinnati to the tournament. Did he got Ole Miss to the tournament? Now he got UAB to the tournament. St. Mary's plays a tough schedule. They play everybody early. Last year I went to South Dakota. I think it was Sanford or something, and I saw them play Wisconsin in a one-point game. Don't play anybody anywhere. St. Mary's excellent coach. He's got Patty Mills, and that's where Della Dover and all these guys came from. Wyoming sneaks in. Obviously, you guys, from being with the Midwest, know how well Indiana played down the stretch. But other than Bryce Jackson, Bryce Jackson they, 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 they struggle to score the ball. So I'm saying St. Mary's wins. UConn could be upset. Houston wins. And Richmond and I, it was going to be a toss-up. I just I hate to be that guy, but it could go either way. But whichever way it goes, it goes. But it wouldn't surprise me if Richmond beat Iowa. Jimmy Patsos is our guest, Odyssey Basketball Insider. Which one seed do you think is most vulnerable? Oh, Gonzaga, because they got to face Duke eventually. Now, I mean, you know, there's, there's lots of work to do before them. Arkansas, I, I, Vermont is just one of my favorite teams in 13, and John Becker, they got the worst draw. Musselman and Arkansas are tough. I saw Arkansas beat Texas Tech last year. They were really good. I think Arkansas can beat Gonzaga. Then, of course, they'd have Duke the next game, you know, assuming that, you know, Duke gets by Texas Tech. Texas Tech's a tough artist. I saw them play Tennessee in the Garden. So that's being said, I love Arizona. I love their size. I love what Tommy Lloyd's done. Yeah, there are a lot of – most of the teams, Sean Miller's team, they got guys from all over America, junior college, Estonia, Lithuania, but they got size. Baylor's been under the radar, but they're the defending champs. I just – I got Kentucky coming out of that bracket because I think mean, I, I want to ask you guys this: Do you think this is a, one of the most under-talked about, under-the-radar Kentucky teams? I actually think it's serving Calipari well after an off year. Tell me your thoughts on Kentucky. Yeah, I do. I think the two transfers they got, you know, with the, with the Wheeler kid, the point guard, and then the kid from Davidson brings them yeah, that age experience. Kellen Grady, and then they've got enough returners coming back. I talked about early in the show, Jimmy, how teams that win it all don't do it with all. So Kentucky's got the mixture of older guys who, for the first time, they've brought in as transfers. But I, I really like – obviously, they lost to a really good Tennessee team yesterday, but I, I really like Kentucky. Um, so I, I agree with you. And it feels yeah, like their, ba- their best is as good as basically anyone, like – they're tough. They're physical. They smoked Kansas at Allen Fieldhouse. 
So that was the game that caught my attention too. Going in there and doing that was just that's hard to do. And then Kansas has been good. I, I wish Auburn would play better. I saw them three times this year. I love Jabari Smith. I think I would take him number one based on where he can go. Murray's really good. I said that. I think Jalen Duran's good in Memphis. I think Tyler Manchera does a lot of stuff, but he's tough to be on a Duke team. He's tough to share the ball. Chet Holgram's in a, is an anomaly. I love that kid. Love him. I'd take him one or two. Jabari Smith's the most talented guy, Dan, I saw this whole year. He's like almost Kevin Durante, a little bit more physical. Doesn't shoot at that foot, don't get me wrong, but yeah. Jabari Smith from Auburn, if they get it back, I just think they run into a buzzsaw in that SEC. They could be a team that's very dangerous. I like their draw. I don't think USC or Miami. I got Miami beating USC, by the way. You got Miami beating okay. USC. Auburn wins. Ah, you guys, have, what's your feelings on Wisconsin? I'm too close to them. I've known Johnny Davis forever since he was on grassroots circuit for Milwaukee. I love Greg Gard. I'm too close to them, so I can't give an honest opinion. What do you guys think of Wisconsin? I think they're a little too Johnny Davis reliant. Like, that would scare me. Uh, for them, they're obviously a very well-coached team. They can go through terrible shooting slumps. Eight-and-a-half-point favorite over Colgate. But, Dan, I know you were saying earlier, I mean, great great draw, obviously, getting to play in Milwaukee, getting to play in their backyard, so it'll be a home game. But, I mean, Dan, Dan you were saying yeah. earlier you really like them, right? I do, and I think part of it, Jim, who just lost their head coach is the sixth seed that they would play in the second round if, if they could win that game. Right. Of course, Iowa State's a very good team. So I, Colgate and Jimmy, I know you've seen them play. They can score it. They shoot the heck out of the ball. Matt Langle's done an unbelievable job. But I like Wisconsin getting to the second weekend. A lot of that has to do with Will Wade getting let go. You know how they can handle that. I do like Johnny Davis. I'm okay. They're Johnny Davis reliant. Is that what you said, Danny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. When you got a lottery guy and he's not a freshman, I'm okay you rely on that guy. Um, but then you get to that second. And I, I like them overall, but quite frankly, I like Wisconsin a lot. You know who's done well for him is the kid Walls really got better for him, the format. Oh, he's, yeah. Every time I, they, kicked the, they kicked Ohio State's butt, every time I've gone and seen them, the kid Walls played really well for him. But he's, you know, guard gets guys better, but. I'm interested to see, too. Yeah, the Will Wade mess with LSU. Iowa State was really a hot team for a while. It's kind of faded. You know, I don't think the Big 12 gets enough recognition. I really don't. I cover Texas Tech. You know, Beard's got a little bit of a misfit toy group there because it's his first year. Timmy Allen, I know, from Utah. And he's got Carr, who transferred to Minnesota. He'll get better players in the future. But Kansas, Baylor, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Like, that's a little bit of a tougher. There's Jamie Dixon, Dan. I watched his team play Georgetown. That guy can really coach, man. Oh, he can coach the team now. And his teams, you, Jamie Dixon always has the team that in mid-February you look up and you think, oh, man, they might make the tournament. <laughs> Why really do that? Yeah, how'd they do that? Do do and that? they just keep winning They're games. Win games. Yeah, I they do, but. Besides Devin yeah, Bain, there's like five guys from TCU in the league, and I'm like, how'd they get there? Because he makes them better every day, you know? It is. I will say this. Iowa State also, I know you said Texas with a, uh, a lot of transfers. Iowa State's got a ton of transfers in also. I think that's part of the reason they, they, they kind of – their league is really good, first of all. But just that continuity through the course of the season. And, again, with the Wisconsin team that they could play in the second round, Wisconsin's got – 
one transfer maybe, but Wall's been there. Crowell's been there. Davidson's been there. Davis has been there. Chucky Hepburn, a freshman who's a really good point guard. He's so, very good, that kid from Nebraska. He's very good. Yeah, he's really good. A little athleticism to their team, but um, so I, I, I like that. What do you guys say? What, are you guys buying Marquette? They were really good early. They got Justin Lewis from Baltimore and Marcel the transfer here. Shaka's got a way of turning things, you know. I know a lot of team people wish he maybe had possibly come to Maryland, if, you know, because he would have been a good fit. Maryland needs a coach right now. And Marquette, yeah, t- we both know what a good job. Tell me your thoughts on Marquette. Yeah, I will. I've seen Marquette a decent amount. They're going to be different. They press. You know, they got length. Right. Uh, that kid, you met, Lewis, is a stud. But t- UNC, and, and we're going to have Brad Fred- Frederick from UNC on later. Um, UNC is either great or not very good recently. <laughs> and so you see him beat Duke, and then you see him beat win the first round. I forget Syracuse by twenty. Who I don't know who. I forget who they beat in the first round by 20, and then they lose to Virginia Tech by 20. But um, that game, Marquette, North Carolina, to if UNC handles the pressure and doesn't turn it over, they're going to dominate them inside. If they turn it over and they're because their guard play is a little bit inconsistent, I like Marquette. I would pick UNC over Marquette if I had to pick that game right now. It's funny. I got that, too. I got UNC. Baycoat's good. And the kid, R.J. Davis, who's not a pro, but he's a really good college player, New York City kid, came to our curry camp, got to know him. Feisty. You know, he's gotten Carolina back on track. I'm with you. They've been inconsistent, but they're really interesting. I think UCLA is going to get upset by Akron. This Akron team, Kent State and Toledo are good. Uh, Kent State's one of our schools. I saw Toledo down in the Bahamas, too. Todd Kowalczyk. Weird. It's been 50 years since Toledo's gotten in. And they've had some good teams. That was a run Akron made. I think Akron might give UCLA all they want because they can score the ball. And then I want to finish with, I just keep getting burned by Illinois. I love Kofi Colbert. I think Underwood's a great coach and does a good job. But, man, once every two weeks, they just lay a stinker. It is just not good. You know, they came into Maryland without Kofi Colbert and lost. It's just every time I think they're about to really turn it on, and we know Loyola Chicago got them last year. You know, you know, Porter Moses is a really good coach. I loved Krupwig, but still, they should have beat him. And then, by the way, Loyola Chicago, really interesting team. Valentine, his dad's from D.C. He went to DeMath, his dad. Then went to Michigan State. Coach Valentine's done a really good job, but I just can't figure Illinois out. Like, I might try him again here because I actually think they're big enough to play Houston, and they can really grind it down and maybe play Arizona in the Sweet 16 tough, but... What's going on down there, downstate in Champaign? How come they can't get any consistency? Yeah, consistency's been the issue, uh, you know. But they got a great matchup against Chattanooga. We were going over it earlier. Chattanooga can't defend the paint, and uh, Kofi Coburn's going to eat in that one. But, Jimmy, we got to run. We got uh, some guests coming up uh, who just made it their way into the tournament. So that's Jimmy Patsos. We appreciate your time very much, our Odyssey basketball. It was great. Love, love being here. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much, Jimmy. Insider Calls presented by BetQL. BetQL is here to help make us bets through real proven analytics. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL today. Uh, Associate head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers gets to play in his backyard. Dean Oliver is scheduled to join us next on The Score. Welcome back. It's the NCAA Tournament Show on Selection Sunday. I am Danny Parkins, thrilled to be joined by Dan Muller, longtime Illinois State coach, the 2017 Missouri Valley 
Coach of the Year. The bracket is out, and it's time to go back to the Circa Resort and Casino hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book, because we are joined now by a man whose team just punched their ticket, Dean Oliver, the associate head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers. He is staying home in Milwaukee uh, for the game. Dean, thank you so much for the time, and congratulations on the bid. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm good. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. Uh I guess you got to love that you're playing that game in Milwaukee. <laughs> no, we're definitely excited uh, to be in Wisconsin and, and get a chance uh, play in front of our fans. And but you know, like we told our guys, it can be it can be a blessing or it can be a distraction. So we've we've got to handle it the right way. But uh, we're definitely f- uh, excited for our families to be able to be there and, and be close to home. So uh, definitely excited about where we're at. Oh, I don't think Dan. We can't. We can't. We can't hear Dan Muller. Dan, Dan's Dan's oh, mic no. went out, Coach. Me? Oh, now there uh, you are. There okay, you are. Sorry about that, Dino. What's up? <laughs> what's up, Coach? How you doing? Uh, Dean was on my staff for a while. Did a heck of a job. Um, congratulations, number one. Um, Colgate, your first opponent. Who gets the scout? Mm-hmm. You flipping gonna, coins gets, for it. <laughs> Flipping a coin? <laughs> we're, still, we're, we're still trying to figure that out. Uh, I think I'm off the hook since you guys have me on the radio, so I had an excuse to get out of it this time, and I'll, I'll take the next round if, if we You're get welcome. There. So, so what will be your schedule? You guys getting together with your team tonight, uh, practice tomorrow, obviously. Yeah. What will be your schedule these next couple of days? Yeah, we, we, actually, we, we actually practiced today. Uh, we really felt like we had the – kind of get back after and we had a, a you know a long stretch where we didn't get a lot of practices in uh, Johnny Davis didn't get to practice a whole lot because he was injured and uh, was sick the week before so uh, we wanted to get started in advance so we practiced today then we had a nice get together in front of the fans uh, for the for the selection show and uh, now you know the adrenaline's hit and, and we, we got all of our film and we're getting ready to get after it so what what uh as you head to Milwaukee and you prepare for this, you guys obviously go to the tournament all the time. What do you think the key to success that first game? First, yeah. Whether it's Thursday or Friday, what do you think is the most important thing for not just key to success, but for Wisconsin to play well mentally, be ready to go? Well, I think, like I said, it, it could be a distraction uh, to be close to home. We've got to treat it the right way and keep the same focus. Uh, that we've had all year. We've had our guys have done a great job of that uh, throughout the season. Uh, so we're not too worried about that. But as as the you know, this is March Madness. Crazy things happen, and you know what we told our guys is the game doesn't change. You know whether you know it, it's a huge game. Well, every game's a huge game. Whatever your next game is, that's the biggest game. So that's how we're trying to treat it. Uh, and if we can stay focused and just you know, really kind of worry about ourselves. We have a lot of things that we got to fix uh, in the last couple of games. We, we lost a, a home game to Nebraska, and then we lost, uh, you know, the first game we played in, in the Big Ten tournament against Michigan State. And uh, we've got a lot of things to fix. So we're looking at an opportunity to fix some things and, and hopefully play well in front of our fans. I know health is always something that you want to go into the tournament healthy. How do you feel about your health right now? I know Johnny got tweaked his ankle last week. A couple yeah. days off probably could help that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and we've had a few days 
uh, he, he's feeling pretty good. Uh, and at this point in the season, uh, you know, we, we kind of tailor the practices down. They're not quite as long. Uh, but, you know, the, the juices are flowing a little bit. So guys are going to want to get after it uh, the next couple of days, and then we can kind of uh, tail off uh, as we get closer to Friday in the first game. But, uh, you know, it, it's an opportunity for us. We really, you know, we have a group that wants to improve some things, especially recently that feels they didn't play uh, up to par, and uh, they're excited to, to get after it and practice well and, and be ready, be prepared for Colgate. Dean Oliver, the associate head coach of the Badgers, is our guest. They've got Colgate on Friday in Milwaukee in the 314 matchup. You know, uh, Coach, a little bit earlier in the show as the bracket was coming out, I said, you know, I really like Wisconsin, but they, they can get a little Johnny Davis reliant. And Dan, Dan yeah. Muller said, well, if, if you're going to be reliant on someone, that's a hell of a good guy to be reliant on. <laughs> uh, exactly. Is, is that is that a fair read of the team? It's like, yeah, we ask a lot of him, but it's because he can handle it. Is that is that kind of the DNA of the team right now? Well, I tell you what, not just him. I, I think you can throw Brad Davison in there with him, and, and Tyler Walls really stepped up. We've had a lot of guys step up uh, recently, and that's been you know the key to our success. Is Johnny's been pretty consistent. I think he finally had uh, a bad game versus Michigan State, and it's one of his few bad games all year. Uh, but he's been so consistent, but it's the other guys stepping up uh, and able to fill in and do different things in different games. You know, Stephen Crowell's come in and hit some big shots. Uh, Chucky Hepburn's hit some game winners, and, and down the stretch has been crucial. You know, a freshman point guard to do what he's done and kind of keep his, keep his composure and get us into things. Uh, those, are, those are big moments for those guys. And I think the real key, you know, for us is we've had a lot of guys that play about five to ten minutes and they've accepted that role and continued to accept it throughout the whole year. And that, that's really hard to do. But I think a lot of that speaks to how much respect they have for Johnny. Uh, and they want to, you know, get him the ball and find ways for him to do what he does. And, and they're, they're accepting that role of, hey, maybe I only play five or ten minutes. Uh, but Johnny needs to be out there and, and do these things. And Brad needs to be out there. And Tyler needs to be out there. So, uh, you know, it, it, I think those – Key guys coming off the bench playing five to ten minutes have been uh, a huge key to, to our success this year. Your mic's out again, Coach. Dan Muller. You there? You there? Yeah, there you oh. go. There you go. Sorry you turn it that. off. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Where, you where's your video coordinator when you need him? <laughs> yeah, right? I'm on my own now. You know that, Dean. Uh, uh, but J Johnny, a guy who, who's, who's so good and has got so much better, and you just said he had a, a, a little bit of a tough game in his last game. How does he handle that? How does, he, how does a guy like Johnny you lose against Michigan State? I, and poorly for him is not poorly for everybody else, but is he a guy who yeah. uh, gets right back in the gym? Is he mad at himself? How is, I know he's excited yeah. about yeah. this next game with Colgate. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you what, he's he's different in that he, he always takes ownership, uh, you know, in, in his performance. And a lot of guys these days, they have a hard time doing that, accepting that they played poorly or accepted that they took some bad shots and, and they don't want to hear it. But Johnny's not like that. Uh, it was the first thing on his mind after the game. It, it didn't even, you know, coach didn't even get through his speech before he was uh, talking to the team about I got to do better and, and 
I got to trust my teammates. Those type of things were, were coming out of his mouth, and we weren't we weren't having to say that to him. So uh, he, he's excited to to get back and redeem himself. Really, uh, you know, that's how he's wired. Uh, he, he's that way. He's that competitive in practice every day, and that's why he's had the success that he's had. And, and you saw the big jump this year uh, in his performances, is because he has that mentality and how to fix things and get better and accept uh, when he does play bad. Dean Oliver, the associate head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers. They got Colgate in Milwaukee on Friday in the 314 matchup. Coach, thank you so much for the time on what we know is a busy day. We very much appreciate you joining the score here in Chicago. Hey, thanks for having me. Good to hear you from All you, right, Coach. Dean, good luck, brother. All right, brother. Uh, That's Dean Oliver from Wisconsin. You know, uh, Dan, it's kind of funny how the draw went. The, the next coach that you were able to book for us, who's scheduled to join us at 7 o'clock, Matt Langle from uh, from Colgate, matching up right there. It is unique. I have to tell them both good luck, and I mean it. Both good friends. <laughs> but you get in that tournament, man. It's such a pleasure to be in there. So uh, a little bit of uh, – if I would have known that, we could have spread it out a little bit better. But it would be great to talk to Matt. No, it's, I think it's always fascinating to get the, the perspective of all of these teams. And I was researching it. Colgate, uh, they have – this is their fifth trip ever. They've been four times. No NCAA tournament wins. So, like, what it would mean for a program to get that first tournament win. Like, that's, that's the essence of the Cinderella story is, is our next guest. So, we're scheduled to be joined by Matt Langle, the head coach at Colgate, who with just one win uh, could become one of the Cinderellas of the tournament. So, we'll cover that perspective next on The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 